Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. If you have ever thought about skipping an episode, this is what's coming to your house. I, su- I swear to you. I swear oh to you listening gosh. right now, if you have ever <laughs> considered skipping an episode of Cast Conversations, Tell don't take it away. And, yeah, and if you're not watching this on YouTube, then you have no idea what Jeremy just did. Uh, but yeah, he'll uh, apparently come to your house and whack you with a lightsaber. I won't whack, I'll slice. <laughs> You'll slice? Yeah. Okay. My apologies. But uh, today with us... We have uh, Carla, who uh, has a lot going on that we'll dive into, um, but Carla, we're very glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Sorry, my dog um, got a little scared, and so he didn't like that I was shaking the light. Maybe he should be the guest tonight. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little more interesting than me. Oh, no. Uh, no way. No way. Uh, so I guess just starting out. Um, well, first of all, I kind of want to ask about the gap year you just mentioned before mm. we started recording, um, <laughs> before we get into your Disney journey, because I'm guessing that probably came before, mm-hmm. uh, is that correct? Uh, so what, what made you decide to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells you a little bit about who I am as a person. I'm very much like for the adventure, for the experiential learning. Um, I am in college still. I'm a junior at um, DeSales University. I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, But yeah, so when I was in high school, I was going to pursue music as my major. And then I had an existential crisis and I didn't know, I wasn't ready for college. So I found this program that allowed me to travel to India for, with a group of international students who were in the same place as me. And I got to live there for three months, do some volunteering and, and some soul searching, um, so, which was a lot of fun. And I could talk on and on. I feel like maybe this would be another episode for both of us. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. I can't, I can't imagine uh doing that at 18 years old yeah um, insane yeah that's awesome so was it uh, was so it hard when, for you to oh, go ahead Jeremy. was it hard for you to uh make that decision yeah it was just because everybody at my high school was graduating and moving on to college and then all of a sudden you have this um you know my idea of like doing something else and not pursuing college not really knowing what to do so yes i was a little bit scared that i was going to just waste my year uh but then what what came out of it was a lot of, um, like I said, soul searching and lessons and, you know, kind of seeing who I am as an individual without the noise of the, of the society that I lived in, uh, in sure. America. and, um, and yeah, so it really helped me. It was scary, but definitely worth it. It was worth the, the risk. Wow. That's, yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. that's amazing. Would, uh, so at what point in your journey did, uh, come along? Sorry, did say that again. I didn't hear it. At what, at what point in your timeline here did Disney come along? So I, the idea of pursuing the Disney College program came along when I was applying to college. And I found, and during my gap year, I found out about this program. I always gone to Disney you know, for <laughs> vacation and all that. I had no idea that this was a possibility for me to to work there for during my high, my college journey. So um, I found out about it during my gap year through somebody who works at Disney that I'm connected with also came to mm-hmm. the school that I, that I'm in. And, and I said, okay, 
That's what I'm going to do. I said, before I graduate, I'm going to pursue, I'm going to do the Disney college program. I came to school in 2018, decided to pursue business. And then, uh, you know, I applied for the spring, got in right away my first time. And, and I was like, okay, guess I'm taking another gap year. Uh, because I really said, <laughs> I said, I'm going to do it before I graduate. So I might as well do it now, my freshman year. So in, uh, I did the program of fall 2019 and um in the spring of 2020 which you know we know the story got cut short oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so disappointing um so walk us through the fall or the yeah the fall of 2019 what what were you doing down there so i got to work at liberty tree tavern um so i was placed in magic kingdom liberty tree tavern and the diamond horseshoe their sister restaurants so when you Mm. get placed there you get to work at, in both locations. Um, I was a, a seater, so I got to do, um, you know, the reservations, checking people in, walking them to their table, you know, greeting them, explaining to them about the menu, letting them know what, you know, this is, um, you know, part of the meal plan and all that jazz. I got to see the the fireworks every night if I was outside greeter. I got to, um, you know, just it was it was during the holidays too so it was just a great time to work there because you got the full experience of all the parties and all of that that was going on and and as much guest guest interaction as possible sure so liberty tree tavern has a bit of a reputation for having a very very hot costume um (laughs) what was your experience with that costume (laughs) you know what you're funny because to me it wasn't really i could i could definitely tolerate the the warm you know the the sweat and all of it sure. you know under my costume but it was the bonnet <laughs> the bonnet really? to me i i just i loved my hair down i loved mm. you know having my hair flow and looking all pretty and then you know doing food and beverage at disney you have to have your all your hair up and then the mm. bonnet just oh my lordy i i felt like <laughs> like a hot potato. I really was. But, <laughs> but yeah, so the costume is, it's a bit warm, the, the fabric, but I really did like it. I think it's better than um, others. I, I, I wasn't going to complain because just the fact that I was working at the Magic Kingdom to me was a blessing. So, yeah. So we know you're, you're a big fan of pink, being that your, uh, your handle is the pink business lady. Yeah. Uh, was it hard to not incorporate that accent into the costume? Yeah, I guess it was most, it was mostly blue. Um, So I guess so. It was, I know that, you know, my dream costume would have obviously been the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, um, you know, given that I could wear it all pink and I could match all girly, I can wear my, you know, have my nails done and all that. Uh, But, but again, um, I learned, I learned to, to love my costume at the end. It was hard giving it back. Um, and, and then after in the spring, I got another costume because I worked at Cape May as a cedar. So, hmm. you know, it was a nice switch up. I did <laughs> not miss the bonnet, but I did, I did end up, end up falling in love with my costume just, just because of the experience working there. <laughs> so for our visual awesome. listeners, um, now I just realized that we could do this. So, uh, when talking about her costumes, this is what the bonnet looked like. Yep. Um, we have this on there. So <laughs> that's what you'd be rocking over at the Liberty Tree Tavern. Oh, yes. I should have sent you a photo of me. Maybe is that is that pretty accurate? Is that what your costume looked like? 
Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, those those bonnets do look like they trap in a little heat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the first time I wore my costume, I wore it backwards because I did not know how to, you know, work a bonnet. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. Born. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't born in the 1700s. Uh, <laughs> so I wore it backwards and it was a little bit embarrassing. My trainer had told me to fix it, turn it around um, to keep it Disney look. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So one one more question on the topic of costumes. I did see on your Instagram you got to wear the Halloween costumes. Was that was that pretty fun? Oh my gosh, yes. Let me tell you the story about okay. just getting a a um, as a seater just because of your role. You don't get assigned to those those um, shifts to do the trick or treating. Um, mm-hmm. There is a whole Facebook page that used to give away those shifts and everyone was haunting for them. The people that didn't get those assigned was trying to get them for the people. So um, I knew, I said, I got to wear that costume somehow. So I was <laughs> constantly looking. And, and the thing, it was hard because you had to had you have to have your day off that if, if you're taking the shift and you cannot mm-hmm. exceed 40 hours uh, or there's like a limit to how much you can work for the week. So bo- like both things had to align and you had to have somebody give you the shifts. So I oh, was so lucky that like literally the day of I, um, somebody said, I'm not feeling well, I'm giving it away. I checked my weekly hours and I said, Oh my God, I can take it. I wasn't <laughs> working that night. So I, I took it. I took it. And I, I, um, I got to wear the costume. I went to costuming literally within the hour and I, I didn't drive. So I didn't drive to oh, man. my Disney college program. So it was literally 45 minutes to get to costuming because I took the process. <laughs> so I got it. I put it on. I was so happy and I clocked <laughs> in and I got to work. I worked to, it happened twice. So I was very lucky. And yeah, to tell you the truth, it was one of my highlights of, of my Disney college program, just because I love Halloween such a cool experience. You get to give out candy to everybody. See oh, that's awesome. Costume. So yeah, it was so fun. That's really cool. So, so this is a good month for you then. Cause you like Halloween. Yes. Oh my God. Spooky season has entered. <laughs> it has. It's here. Yes. <laughs> well, I was outside last night, actually. Phil and I are from Illinois um, okay. and Phil, I don't know if you felt it, but the air was brisk last night. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I had, I had my window open and it got down to like 60 degrees in my house. <laughs> Really? Yes. It you know, Caitlin cold. woke up this morning. She told me it was 45 degrees in her room. Ooh. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, you it's... are in Illinois right now? Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So same deal. You're, you're probably a little bit colder now than I. Yeah, let me check the weather right now. It is crisp. Um, I, I got 55 degrees. I got 52, right so about the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I'm at 60 right now, so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm a it's, it's getting this, colder. This time. Yeah. Um, so, do you have do you have a Halloween costume planned? Yeah. So, so la- let me tell you about last year. Last year was okay. my first time uh, attending the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. I was um, Esmeralda. I always like to go with with costumes that like that I look like the character. You know, it has okay. to be dark features. It has to be maybe like a sassy character. So the year prior, I was Gamora. So I was all nice. And, yep. Yeah. And then last year, I was, I was Esmeralda. So fun. I was so happy watching the parade and the, and the fireworks and grabbing the candy. And, and, and it was just a good costume to be um, in the castle. This year, though, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to... I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to stick with a Disney 
bound costume because I'm thinking about Wonder Woman and I'm like, oh, Mm. like I'm not a DC fan. (laughs) It it would fit the dark hair. It it would. It would. I'm also thinking about um, the greatest showman. I mean, the greatest show woman uh, along those lines. I don't know yet, though. So we'll see. What about you guys? I don't I don't have something planned yet. I got I still have to figure that out, but I kind of like that uh greatest showman idea. I might yeah, I might use that. Fan. I'm a big fan of greatest showman. I love it. I need a new mic stand. My mic almost fell. Um, so yeah, I, Jeremy, you got you got yours? My girlfriend and I think we're gonna do Mike and Sully. Oh mm. I'm sorry. Oh the light lights went out. Light went off. I'm in the classroom. Hold on, let me find Oh, you're fine. It's fine because my mic fell anyway. enough movement. Bill, you want to take over for a second? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got, we got technical difficulties on two yeah, ends here. At the same time, too. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, so greatest show. I might, uh, might have to do that one. Um, so when you were uh, Gamora, did you actually, like, paint all green and everything? Yeah, so I had, yeah. um, you know, like neck, face, mm-hmm. everything, and then ha- wow. like up to here with, with um, with green. Uh, and wow, then that's you know, crazy. the rest is, and I didn't buy a costume. I just kind of made it with. I went to the thrift store and found, you know, like good pants for her mm-hmm. and the boots and the and the. It was like a brown leather jacket, so okay. it worked out. Um, like a nice belt. I worked out. It was a lot of fun. At the end, like <laughs> just taking off the makeup was the hardest part. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I I bet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. So, in your Disney time, what did you do like to do outside of the parks? I loved. That's a good question because I feel like I lived in the parks. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say Disney Springs. See, the thing is, the thing about not having a car is you don't get to drive. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, me and my friends did go to the malls um, and uh, we went to like the biggest McDonald's, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what else did we do? We went to the beach ones. Yep. So I like that. There is, there is a lot of nightlife as well at, <laughs> in, uh-huh. the, in the Disney College program. So Yes, there is. Did you go to fun. the Star Flyer, the, um, the swings that spin around? No, I didn't. I wish oh. I did. It's in my bucket oh. list update about the star flyer someone a worker just died on it oh my gosh yes a worker fell from the top oh my god Yikes. wait i think yeah, i did that yeah we i bring it up because we talk about it on pretty much every episode it used to be bongos the restaurant in disney springs yes do you know bongos yes i loved bongos do you like cuban food i love it yeah my family's cuban so hmm. i go crazy there I, well, did you, what did you think of their chicken did you have their chicken no, I always had um, ropa vieja. What is that? I've never had so, that. So it's the meat. It's the meat and the beans and the and the yuca and and. Uh, I, you know, whoa. I'm so disappointed because I don't speak Spanish, but my family is Cuban. <laughs> so it's a famous <laughs> Cuban dish. Ropa vieja means old clothing, but that's the name of the really? dish. Really? And yeah, and it's and it's the it's um I think it's some sort of steak. I don't know the name of the steak, mm. but and it's white hmm. rice and the beans and then yuca. It's one of the like it tastes like potato to me but yeah i don't okay. know much i don't know much about the cuban terminology but sure 
Yeah, their their black beans are so good. Oh yeah, I'm so sad that it's not there anymore. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad I have someone to relate with. When that one, whenever we have these, whenever I bring it up, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, like I've heard of it." No, <laughs> it was when I was little. It was we we had to go to Bongos before, um, before leaving the the vacation. It was that's so cool. That's so funny. Yeah, I I love it. it I was like heartbroken when they closed. <laughs> I know. Oh well. Um, well, how about we? Uh, Throw it to a quick break, touch base more on the outside of Disney job, and then we'll get into more about you. So don't go anywhere or else. Here it comes. Or else. <laughs> Turn it on. <laughs> that will happen. All right, we'll be back. Phil, I got a product for you. Let's hear it. All right. It's called a moss ball pet. And now what it is is it's a little moss ball that you can, it's, it's going to be your pet. You can take it out of its container, rinse it, roll it around in your hand, and you can enjoy it out of the water, which is its home, for just short little periods of time. Hmm. You know what? I mean, honestly sounds like the easiest pet you could ever own. It is, and get ready. It can live for centuries. Centuries? And how does centuries. that work? How does that work? Well, you, you take it out of it. It comes with a uh, glass container. And then it comes, the moss ball comes in a uh, small little plastic container. You take it out, mm-hmm. rinse it off, fill up the container, put the moss ball in, and there, you, you did it. Moss balls are also in Japanese culture, said to bring love, luck, and happiness. So does like the moss grow on the ball every so often and you got to kind of clean it off to, it's almost like giving it a haircut? Is that, hmm, you got to do that? You know, I'm I'm not quite sure, but what's what's awesome is they have a lot of information on the moss balls on their website, which is www.mossballpets.com. And I do know that moss balls grow over time as well. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty so cool. Not only is it a cool thing to look at, but it's also growing and you're raising a, a little pet. I mean, it's it's honestly pretty cool for kind of like a desk idea. Um, just kind of a, little, a desk decoration. Kind I of agree. Thing. Good, good and conversation starter. Definitely. So if you like what you hear and you want to get something, go to mossballpets.com and use promo code CASTCONVERSATIONS with no spaces to get 10% off your order. Hey, uh, 10% off is better than nothing off. So that's, I'd that's take what I always that. say. <laughs> so, exactly. So head on over and take a look at our Instagram to see what the Mossball Pet looks like and get one for yourself. Are you in the need of a water bottle, cooler, tumbler, essentially anything for your water consumption needs, Phil? I mean, actually, I was. I I, I kind of had a smaller water bottle that I would use a lot, uh-huh. but it, I, I go through it so fast. So I was like, I, I need something bigger. Yeah, and especially like with reusing plastic, we want we don't want to like keep using plastic. You want something that you can reuse, so. I've got the product for you. It's called Arctic. They have a plethora of sizes to pick from. They've got 16 ounces, 20 ounces, 26 ounces, 32 and 36 ounces. They've got so many different ones you can pick from and a (laughs) one gallon jug. Phil, doesn't that sound amazing? I mean, it does to me. And uh, the uh, ones that they sent us are really nice. Yes. Such high quality. Arctic was For awesome sure. enough to send us some to uh, review and look at. We're going to be talking about those more on another episode, but the ones that we got, they 
it's it's just so awesome because they're they're very inexpensive and they're built so well. It's $28.95 for a 32-ounce water bottle when a competitor's water bottle might be at like $50. It's it's very much so overbuilt, not overpriced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we look at uh, their, they've got tumblers for your coffee. They have travel mugs. They make grills, tote bags, day coolers, backpack coolers, the chairs. The list goes on and on. So yeah, it's it's really amazing uh, the amount of stuff they have, and very good for all your outdoor needs for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, and uh, finally. If you are going to be visiting the parks, which I know a lot of you want to, you need a water bottle. Florida's hot. Check out ArcticOutdoors.com for all of your water bottle consumption needs. If not, you're going to be hurting because you need that water to survive because our bodies are made (laughs) of of like 70% water. And if you don't have it, you're going to be dropping down on Main Street USA. So get that water bottle or else you are going to be hurting in the parks. All right, everyone. And we are back. So, so do you want to? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had a question, Carla. So do you do you have a business or no? <laughs> no, I do not. And I know I call myself the pink business lady, but I guess <laughs> that's false advertisement. I do not own a business yet. Uh, I'm a business major. I'm still a full time student at DeSales University. Um, I'm a marketing major. Um, and I do, so I work, I work here at the career development center and I work, you know, checking people's resumes, um, doing mock interviews with them. Uh, and I also have a podcast. So the podcast at school that I host and, you know, I I pitched the idea as well is interviewing alumni from our school that are well-established in their careers. And they get to talk to us about insights in their industry, how they Mm. got to where they are. And it's just good for this. It's like a networking on demand for the student. Um, and, and it's gone well so far. We are just starting to roll out the episodes, but we have a good lineup. So that's what I do. That's That's a great idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Thank you. Um, yeah, they should, they should do that at more schools. Talk Dude, to for real. Alumni, get them, get just so people can hear what they can do with their major and just those different opportunities. Because I feel like a lot of people will get a degree and be like, "Well, okay, I have my degree. What do I do now?" Like, <laughs> right. all I all I've known for the past uh, sixteen years has been school. Right. So, mm-hmm. that's, and there are so that's many possibilities awesome. that people don't even know. Like. They graduate in in film. They don't know. There's not just making movies. You can do so much more with that. Um, right, same marketing right. and business. There's so much. It depends where you go into, what industry, what company, what field, all that stuff. So well, yeah. and with marketing especially, my friend was telling me he was like, think about anything in the world, anything. How do they market their product, or um, how do they show people their product? They market it. Like there's mm-hmm. marketing in everything. Yeah, Phil is marketing the podcast just now by wearing his hoodie. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) I'm marketing another podcast by wearing their hoodie. So (laughs) yeah, it's it's exactly there. It's it's everywhere. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast. So are you a host? Are you a co-host? Yeah, so I'm a a host of the show. The show is called Beyond the Tassel. So we'll put that in the we'll put that in the episode bio. So um, check it out check it out. It's, it's the sales university beyond the tassel show. And, and yeah, what pretty much I, I pitched the idea this summer. I said, 
you know, we can't, we can't network right now. How are we going to be able to meet with people and make connections if there are no career fairs, there are no networking opportunities, everybody's virtual. And I said, right. everybody's virtual. So we can find people from all over the world or well, from all over the country that, that graduated from the sales and connect with them via Zoom, record their story, put it on a podcast. And, and there it is. That's a way you can learn and have insights for what you can do. And then, you know, once we, once you watch the, or listen to the episode, you can connect with them on LinkedIn and take it from there. And so I found that it was a good possibility for students to take advantage and people liked the idea and I just ran with it. And, and I got to learn what it is, you know, for you guys that have the episode, the podcast, what it is to market the podcast, what it is to create the podcast and, and edit it and all that stuff, which I really found mm -hmm. a passion for it. I never thought I would actually end up hosting a <laughs> podcast. I just always loved to network. I always loved to talk to people. And this was a, I guess I, it was a good fit for me to be able yeah. to host. Well, yeah. now that you're explaining it like that, I almost feel like I can draw a similarity between your show and cast conversations because it's like, yes, we're interviewing former cast members Mm -hmm. especially for people that want to get into that field of being a cast member. So they hear all these stories and we had a girl tell us, she was like, yeah, I figured out what job I wanted to do by, be, by, by listening to your role, uh, show. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, like, she, kind of cool. she said she got to hear more about it. Yeah. That was, that was, that was cool Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it is. And I, that's why I reached out because I said, hmm, this is a good fit for, for me to talk <laughs> about it. You know, there's people who have, they can post about it on Facebook, but this is so much more official slash it's, it's just, it, it's going to be recorded forever. And who knows who's going to be inspired by it. Some people, right. you know, hopefully in the future when they, they open up the program again and people get to get assigned to the Liberty Tree Tavern, somehow they can come across this podcast where I talk about my experience with Liberty Tree Tavern and learn a little bit more. Well, it'll exactly. be the episode title, so it'll be easier for them to find it. Um, and you are writing a book. Mm -hmm. Let's hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my most exciting thing that happened um, for this year, I think. And I again, I think that I was just manifesting things because I want, I was eager to, once, once we got kicked out or once we got, um, you know, let go from the program, I, mm -hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, it felt like the end of the world to me. Cause I, I wanted to, I had been scheduled to stay there until May and I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I wanted an internship too. So sure. there was so many plans that got, um, you know, canceled because of that. And I came home and everyone was in a, in a shock of what was happening. And I started to seek opportunities for me to just grow somehow. And I didn't know what I was looking for. And I was started, there was a lot of virtual networking with Facebook groups, mm -hmm. students who also had their internships canceled, who had no idea, seniors graduating, and they also lost their job offer or their really <laughs> good internship. So as a, as a community, I was like, what can we do? And, and thankfully I came across this, um, program called the Creators Institute through the University of Georgetown. And this was dedicated for those, you know, those um, people who had a plan and it got canceled. And, and it was just, this was built for, to give students the opportunity to publish a piece of work, whether mm. it's a research, whether it's, you know, um, a book, um, 
a novel, all this stuff. And I was like, sure, I'll try that. I have nothing else. <laughs> right. um, and I had no, I said, I'm going to probably write about Disney or maybe I can write about my gap, my, my gap year adventure, or maybe I can talk about my, uh, my life as an immigrant. Cause I was born in Mexico. I lived there for mm. 11 years learning about like the culture shock and all this stuff. I said, I think I have sort of a story. Uh, but I applied and I said, hopefully I get in the guy that the, the professor who interviewed me, the question was, if you, if money and time wasn't an issue, what would you want to do with your life? And out of my, like the first thing I said without question, I said, I would love to be a Disney ambassador. Like, mm. Ooh, you know, what, what do they do? How do they get there? And, you know, I explained the process from what I know you get to audition, you have to work for the company this many mm. years and all this stuff. Um, and then you get to work for, as an ambassador for a given period of time. And he's like, okay. And he's like, all right. And then he, he like said, why don't you then think about talking about your experience with Disney and hopefully this could be a piece of work that can help you when you want to go back in, the, in your career. Yeah. With Disney and I said, okay. So he's like, it was just an interview like that. And then I got in and we began workshops and I'm talking like weekly workshops, just talking about people, how people write a book. And, and the idea for this club, for this program now is how do we, how do we build young authors that, um, there is all these students in college are creating, you know, they're, they're writing, but they're just submitting it for a piece of, for a grade. Right. So how can, how can they have, how can they, you know, show their voices in a more official owned, like a hundred percent owned by you way that gets published mm -hmm. and, and hear your story and, and show that. So I, that was just kind of a word vomit, but really <laughs> that's how I got, that's how I got into the program. And then it's been a journey of deciding where I want to take the idea of first, it started with me wanting to talk about my experience with Disney. Then it turned into interviewing former Disney college program people and, and talking to them about their experience because everybody has a different experience within the program because of the role. And then it's also, it, it then it shifted to the mentality of a cast member from all these people. And it's, basically what you guys do on a podcast i'm just putting it mm -hmm. written about how um you know the the what disney teaches you is just a good moral compass to have the idea of safety the idea of courtesy and show and and um and efficiency and all this and all these little things the the customer service and uh and all of all of these mindsets that that Disney brainwashes you with to become a good cast member, an excellent yeah. member, whether you work at Disney or not, they're just good to have as an employee or even as a good, decent person. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm taking the, um, the book and I'm talking about the history, the vision that Disney had and the mentality that he had and how, you know, it's all about the Disney legacy now, even though he's not here, we're, we are still quoting him. We are still inspired by him. And, and Disney, you know, <laughs> has, has that uh, vision, like creative mindset and, and just great customer service. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So this book is, is um, it's going to be published August of 2021 with lots of work, lots of determination, you know, yeah, wow. you guys is to, to DM you again on Instagram and, <laughs> and, and tell you that it's going to be published. That's, That's phenomenal. Awesome. And that, Hey, we'll be looking for a signed copy as well. Oh, <laughs> that, that, yeah. So, uh, two quick things. Uh, so one, if you guys are listening and you haven't already heard our episode with the Disney ambassador, 
just a quick plug to that episode. Make sure you go check that out. I think Jeremy, I, I know it was between 40 and 60. I'll go somewhere right in there. now. I'll, I'll find it. Um, but Who, which uh, ambassador did you? Her name was Kate. And I think she, uh, Jeremy, was she an ambassador? I want to say like 20. 2017 to 2019 it was recent yeah. i know oh, that hey okay. yeah it was it was recent and but i know she, when we interviewed her she had finished kate. Her, her yeah kate her, kate c-a-i-t um her instagram is kate outdoors or something like that yeah mm. but yeah that, that was it was cool being able to talk to her i'm gonna find uh, her name but carla we uh i was curious what how is the book writing process been like do you kind of throw your ideas out there and then kind of put them all together or how, how are you going about it? Sure. So thankfully the program has helped us a lot with, mm. um, there's a lot of workshops that have to do with chapter creation. Mm -hmm. The big idea of, um, you know, writing your theme and all this stuff. I mean, if you, I'm nonfiction, obviously. So mainly I've been focusing on how do I write a good hook, a good, like a good chapter that, that has a story that is not going to just get boring and repetitive. I don't want this to be an academic essay that people are just drifting, apart, like just distracted by. I want it to be some sort of, um, uh, entertaining for the, for the reader. My readers, I want them to be Disney mm -hmm. enthusiasts. I want I want them to be people who want to do the Disney college program, hopefully Disney executives who are interested in knowing <laughs> my perspective of my program. Right. Uh, and what we have to do in the worker bee perspective. I said, there are people, and I know that there is this great author, Lee Cockrell. He is, he was a uh -huh. former, yep. We know. I, I, I listened to his podcast actually. Yes. Exactly. I got to talk to him about my book. We hopped on the call oh, wow. and said, I'm a 20 year old who knows nothing, but I have a passion for Disney. I did the Disney college program and I want to write about my experience. He gave me some great advice, but I said, you know, um, that's the thing that makes me different. It would make me different because it would be the perspective of, of a, a frontline worker than a Disney executive, a frontline worker who has worked directly with the guests in in this generation who has worked with fellow cast members and knows a little bit about the day-to-day -day that happens on the floor in the operations um, of, of, of Disney. And, and, and so it's been a lot of that. It's just, to be honest, it's, it's also getting hit with the, the imposter syndrome. Like, who am mm. I? Who am I to, to be able to write about this? So between that and like letting go of my limiting beliefs and really just writing a chapter, I, I write um, chapters from each role and the people that, that I've interviewed and how they demonstrate, I call it the imagination mindset. That's, mm -hmm. that's, what, the, that's what the book title will be. That's it's working is the imagination mind. So it encompasses the Disney, Disney moral that they, yeah. they teach you to be an excellent cast member. Uh, but in short, it, it really is, it has been a roller coaster or, of writing and, and interviewing putting the pieces together and then um, and submitting the first draft and then reading all, reading it all over again. I want it, my, my goal is to have 150-ish um, pages, around 40,000 words. So they give you goals and deadlines for you to be on track okay. to be able to publish um, by next year. That's, That's awesome. phenomenal. Real awesome. Thank you. That's phenomenal. Well, my fingers are definitely crossed for you. 
um, I really think with the mindset that you have that you'll, you'll get it done. Thank so, you. Oh, thank um, you. Can't, I'm, can't, I can't wait to read it. Getting, yeah. getting to know you and uh, it'll make it even more exciting. Like you said too, that it's not going to be this academic journal. It's going to be real mm-hmm. life situations mm-hmm. that people want to read about. So that's, that's good alone. Just knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And I, and I, and I work every day. Just, I always feel like Tiana when she's like, I'm almost there. (laughs) Because yeah, it feels like a dream. It feels like there is this idea that it's in my hand and I'm just so lucky to have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. do that. So, you know, thank you. I just got to keep that. Awesome. Thanks. So now we're going to throw to a lightning round of our classic Disney questions. So (laughs) if you've listened before to the show, um, we have some questions we ask at the end and we'll just throw them at you. First answer that comes to your head. We'll, we'll just hear what you have to say. So Phil, okay. you want to start us off? Yes. Yeah, so who or what are your top three Disney movies? Lilo and Stitch, uh, Princess and the Frog, and uh, huh. <laughs> I, that third one is hard. It is hard. I would say Coco, Pixar. <laughs> Good. good, good answers. Yeah, I like uh, that. Favorite Disney character? Lilo. Really? Yes, I awesome. love her. She's very much me as a child. She's very much me, just in the temperament and, yeah. and how silly she is and emotional. So definitely her. And who would be your favorite Disney princess? Tiana. Hardworking. Very hardworking. Yeah. Oh man, I love her. <laughs> She's great. Um, your favorite Disney album? Um, as in like music album? Yes, just soundtrack. Like soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say High School Musical three. Oh, Ooh. okay. That's yeah. a, I don't Actually, think that's ever been said. No, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but we had Tiara Gold on the actress who played Tiara Gold on the show. Yeah, um, Gemma Mackenzie Brown. She was episode fifty. Oh, I'll have to check her out. That's yeah, awesome. That, that was a she good told one. a very good story about how she left home, I think when she was 18 too, and mm-hmm. pursued act or pursued dance or something or dance or acting. Well, it, it was um, younger because 16. She said, 16. She said she was she said she was 13 or 14 when she recorded the movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah, she, cool. her her story was crazy. Um but then favorite Disney resort? Ah, it's always between the Grand Floridian and then the Wilderness Lodge. Mm. No, Fort Wilderness Lodge. So the, so mm-hmm. the, so the, the, the cabins. Yeah. Um, I have different reasons why I love both. Uh, but if I had to choose one to stay always, mm-hmm. it would have to be the Fort Wilderness. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love That's the cool. cabins. It's just, and I love Chippendale. I have them here for my inspiration. <laughs> so you know, getting to do the, getting to do the the sing along with them is always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and then last one. What is, in your opinion, what ride has the best queue? Like, like going in, like interacting. Yeah. So. So uh, it can be whether it's the easiest line to stand in, one yeah. that's like, go by quick. Mm-hmm. Oof. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think 
Flight of Passage has a really cool line queue. Mm-hmm. You get to see, you know, the 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 lab and in the big avatar. So I think right. I'm gonna say that. I know it's a little bit cliche, <laughs> um, but I also love the the queues that have like interesting. I, I think about Toy Story Mania and all the props mm-hmm. that you get to see. All the, yeah. So. Yeah, and hidden Mickey's I'm a big thing. So I know that mm-hmm. hidden Mickey's are hard to find in the Flight of Passage queue, but there are some queues that have really easy hidden Mickey's that I love to, you know, find. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool when they incorporate things like that. I love it. <laughs> well, I suppose that is our traditional wrap-up. That'll do yeah. it. <laughs> um, we wanted to thank you for being on. We're very um, much so looking forward to your book and hearing more about that. I'm sure that... Um, we can count on you to keep us updated via DMs. Um, if you do not follow her Instagram, uh, Carla's Instagram is, correct me if I'm wrong, the pink business lady, but there's a period in between each. That's right. That's nice. right. So um, check it out uh, for all of the information regarding uh, her life going forward. Possibly she'll be posting about her book and the podcast, which is, don't tell me what it is. I know what it is. It's Beyond the Tassel. Yep, yes. there you go. That's right. So that'll be in the bio of the episode. Check that out. And we hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>